the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is a time to to get your noodle working. To get that old noggin pumping, man. Uh, Creative discontent is all around us. And if you're not creative in your discontent, then you are helpless and hopeless. But fear not. Because there's a reason for everything going on, and there's a cause for everything going on. And that's what I like to do about this radio show. We used to be filled in America with great thinkers. People would actually read books about the process of thinking, about concepts, about how to live life, about a good moral living, whether that be biblical or secular. And so my radio show is about getting the place between the stimulus and the response working to your benefit. Remember, it was Dr. Viktor Frankl who said, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And many people today feel powerless. Let's be honest, America used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's not that anymore. We have very few freedoms compared to what we used to have. And we are losing them by the day. Uh, all because you've been taught to hate a certain orange man. And so part of what we do on this training uh, is this radio show is to do some training. Train you how to be aware. Train you how to use your noggin. Train you the sciences of cognitive behavioral therapy, of transactional analysis, of how the conscious and the unconscious mind work together. Things like epigenetics and logotherapy. Transactional analysis and um, um, emotional intelligence, multiple intelligences. So this is like thinking about what's going on, analyzing what's going on, figuring out what's the solution. Because my forte is leadership. And leadership's about having a clear vision. And clear vision comes down to three questions. Where am I now? Where am I going? And what will it take to get there? And how long? See, that's what I do in my leadership training, two and a half day intensives. I've been doing it for 30 years all over the world. And I do say world, not just the country. I've been in three different countries. I have listeners all over the world, listeners in China, listeners in Russia, listeners in every state in this union. And if it's possible, outside our universe. (laughs) Why? Because this is a thinking person show. It's not politics. It's not even opinion, although some things might fall into that, that area called opinion. And today, I'm going to kind of do some cleanup work on this week. You know, while Douglas MacArthur 
was uh, stationed in Australia. He was the supreme commander of Allied forces in the South Pacific area. He penned this uh, prayer, I guess you call it, it's poem, prayer, whatever you want to call it, for his only son. He had one son, Arthur, King Arthur, isn't that great? And this is what he said. Build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he is afraid. One who will be proud and unbending in honest defeat and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishes will not take the place of deeds. A son who will know thee and that to know himself is the foundation stone of all knowledge. Lead him, I pray, not in the path of ease and comfort, but under the stress and spur of difficulties and challenge. Here, let him learn to stand up in the storm. Here, let him learn compassion for those who fail. Build me a son, O Lord, whose heart will be clear. A son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men. One who will reach into the future, yet never forget the past. And after all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor, so they may always be serious, yet never take himself too seriously. Give him humility, so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, and the weakness of true strength. Then, did you hear this? It's a conditional statement. Then, because there's an if before that then. Then, I, his father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. I have not lived in vain. Such powerful words. And yet they were penned a mere 80 years ago. Seems like an eternity. Today, same prayer would have to be rewritten. Something like, oh Lord, build me a child who doesn't cry when someone doesn't agree with their opinion. Oh, build me a child who doesn't quit when the going gets tough. Oh, build me a child who doesn't complain with the rest of the world. Oh, bring me a child who doesn't whimper at the least of discomforts. Oh, build me a child who doesn't feel sorry for themselves when people are playing victim around them. Oh, build me a child who doesn't play the victim in order to gain advancement over someone else. Then I, his father, might dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to do some cleanup work. Yesterday's show called Mentoring Men, uh, I alluded to people's ability to impact others, specifically the impact of men on society. And John Wooden was an example I used of leadership, of coaching, of mentoring, of living a significant life. Now, yesterday, I know it's rare to some of you who've listened to me for a while, but I had a condition of verbal vomit induced by intense passion, right? I got talking and I never got to the point I wanted to cover. 
So I left out the how. I neglected the details. Ah, and the importance in the details. Structure. See, there's a pattern to this thing called significance. There's a pattern all around us. You've got to know the pattern. Be a good epidemiologist, right? There's a pattern to this thing called significance. Remember, there are three places we can live. We can be in survival. Just squirrel getting your nut. You could have some success. Again, it's all about you. You're a nice home. You're a nice girl. You're a nice boy. You're a nice car. You're a nice following. You're a nice dot, dot, dot. Right? But significance. Ah, that requires other people. And so today, on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to get you some structure to that pyramid of success that we alluded to yesterday. And today, I'm going to suggest that the problem facing us and our families, in our marriages, in our businesses, is the bigotry of low expectations. And I'm going to quote Sharon Alder to you. There comes a time in your life when you can no longer put off choosing. You have to choose one path or the other. You can live safe and be protected by people just like you, or you can stand up and be a leader for what is right. Always remember this. People never remember the crowd. They remember the one person that had the courage to say and do what no one else would say and do. See, the world is full of fear. And what we need to solve fear is something called courage. Now, here's the interesting thing about courage. Courage can only, by definition, be present in the presence of fear. You don't need to get rid of the fear in your life. You need to face it. You need to learn how to function at a high level in a stressful environment. And then fear just goes away. Just hopefully like our current administration. Hey, <laughs> so I'm Mr. Black. Today, we're going to talk about the bigotry of low expectations. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The St. John's football team is back on the road and back on Freedom 1570 this Saturday. 
Hi, I'm Mark Lewandowski. Join me along with Brian Backus and Mike and Charlie Carr as the Johnnies take on the Augsburg Augies. Coverage starts at noon with the Stearns Bank pregame show and the kickoff coming your way at 1 o'clock on the Quinn Limited Hughes Johnny Football Radio Network. It's homecoming at Augsburg, and the Johnnies will try to spoil it when they face the Augies Saturday. Here it's starting at noon, right here on Freedom 1570. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org to learn more. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, we are talking about the soft bigotry of low expectations. Ta, 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 ta. And I'm being a little silly because I'm a little intense, right? But, man, it's a serious problem. Uh, And that is where we're at in life. And it's the antithesis, the opposite of great men that we we reference all the time, like people like John Wooden. Even though John was a man's man, you know, the woke uh, liberals haven't attacked him yet. I'm sure at some point they will. I'm sure John Wooden will be stripped of all 12 or 10, I should say, his 10 UCLA tournament titles. I'm sorry, his uh, national championships, I should say. (laughs) It seemed like a UCLA tournament, right? Because they always won it, right? And what he did is he built success, but he built it on a foundation. He called it the Pyramid of Success. And uh, yesterday I alluded to it. Today I'm actually going to break it down. That's why I felt bad. Yesterday I got so uh, talking about the issue that I, I, I forgot to go to the point I wanted to make, which was there's structure in success. It's a definition. It's a pattern. Uh, it's a pyramid. And the Pyramid of Success is a framework of successful behaviors. You see that? Behaviors. See, we talk all the time about the logical levels. Again, you talk about science. There are logical levels. Uh, Dr. Robert Diltz uh, identified five of them for the longest time. Then after a while, it was back in the, by, I think the 80s, maybe 70s, uh, he added the sixth one. And he says basically life, uh, that we, uh, we, we experience beliefs and ability on six different levels. The lowest level are easiest to change. The highest levels are hardest to change. Uh, change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. Uh, and from the bottom up, they are environment, they are behavior, they are capabilities, they are beliefs and values, they are identity. And that's where it stopped for for decades at the beginning of NLP. 
But then a little while later, I realized that it was incomplete without that top level, which was spirit. And since a lot of people in NLP don't believe in God because it's liberal, progressive, left-wing, came out of Berkeley, but it's still God's uh, – the owner's manual to, to the human experience is God's instruction manual. And so they don't believe in God because you can't quantify God. You can't put God in a box. And NLP is all about how. How do we do what we do? How do we create experience? How do we shut ourselves down? How do we turn ourselves on? How do we put ourselves in optimal performance levels? How do we uh, disempower ourselves? It's not other people doing it. It's us. You have to participate. Remember, Dr. Viktor Frankl said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. Now you go to the science of transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Burns, and he says there's a stimulus and there's a response. That's called a transaction. It's a study of communication. It's a, a way to put the complex field of psychotherapy into, into basically work in man's terms. And our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so what happens when someone says something or does something, there's a stimulus, then we go to what we know. Right? We go to our past. We always go to our past. We've misfiled our past into our future. Right? You got to go back to 1619 to get some more hatred for being black, right? Right? We, we, our pasts aren't painful enough. Let's make up some more pasts over hundreds of years to really piss people off. Right? If we're going to do it, let's do it well. And so what happens is we go to what we know. We have three channels. Right? We have three ways we all process information. We do it visually by sight. We do it auditorily by hearing. And we do it kinesthetically by experience, feeling, tactile, emotion. And so what happens someone says something or does something. But we don't respond to that right away because our mind is six times faster than we can talk. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. We have 30, three, uh, 34, I think it's 34 or 3.4, I think it's 34 gigabytes of information that go through our uh, sensory database in a given day. And so you got to realize that we go to what we know. That's why you got to put structure in. We don't respond to what another person says or does because when they do something, we then go to our past. We see something from our past. We feel or say something about our past. And then based on that, we respond. We're not responding to another person. We're responding to our narrative about what that other person said or did. John Wooden used the pyramid to train and develop the UCLA men's basketball team, won 10 national championships in 12 years. Never before done, never will be done again. I can guarantee you. It's safe. Never be touched. In 1934, Wooden started by creating the definition of success. See, you got to start with a dictionary. And today we're going to define some of these words. See, he continued with the development of the pyramid to define how to achieve that success. And here's what he said. Success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to become the best you are capable of becoming. What a great definition of success but here's the problem did you hear what the last sentence says the best you're capable of becoming see that starts with a bs with a belief system and everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system and this is why what's experiencing in america is destroying us we will never recover i think we've crossed the line i think we're on a point of no return i think we're going down a hill without breaks and the sign says the bridge is out and we have no right to stop the car because you guys have all been programmed to hate Donald Trump, to hate Republicans. So even though the other party is destroying us, destroying our morals, our values, you've been taught to hate. So you will vote for the other people because you choose the enemy you know versus the enemy you don't know. It's again soft bigotry 
of low expectations. And by the way, you know, my producer and I were talking, we throw around words all the time. We don't even know what they mean, right? Remember I say it all the time, we're all speaking the same language, but we're using a different dictionary. You know, we the, the left, the progressives, they think we're stupid. They just rewrite the dictionary and then they use whatever words they want to define things. They call a tree a book. And they call a house a fob. And they call a sin a choice. See, bigotry. I didn't really... We were talking about this. My producer said, what does bigotry mean? Because everybody's throwing it around. You bigot. You bigot. You're a bigot. What? What does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean? Here's what it means. Obstinate. Unreasonable. Attachment to a belief, opinion, or faction. In particular, prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. I can tell you right now, yeah, I can tell you right now, one thing I'm not, I'm not a bigot. But oh my gosh, are we full of bigots, aren't we? Obstinate or unreasonable attachments to a belief, opinion, or faction. In particular, prejudice, that means prejudge, you made a decision already without meeting them. Prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. Right? Isn't that what we call civil rights movement? Wasn't that what racism was about? Wasn't that what the Civil Rights Act was about, right? Remember Frederick Douglass, the Lincoln-Douglass debate? Right? And he said this, the life of the nation is secure only while the nation is honest, truthful, and virtuous. And right now, we are not being honest, truthful, or virtuous because we have the soft bigotry of low expectations because you've been told to hate that abortion is the most important thing in your life, that all that matters is you need another few breaths. Wait till you see the stats of what this pandemic, or should I say plandemic, has caused. Wait till you see the numbers and the reduction of, of education. And yet some of you are still running around with a mask on that serves no value except keeping you from blowing your own fluids onto somebody else. Frederick Douglass, oratory skills were a powerful force. This is from inspiringquotes.com. Frederick Douglass's oratory skills were a powerful force, and his word carried weight whenever he spoke. He escaped slavery and rose to prominence as an abolitionist, abolitionist, sorry, abolitionist and social reformer in the 19th century. Recognizing the crucial link between literacy and freedom, he taught himself to read and write. Taught himself. See, he didn't get to go to school. He was black, so they didn't let him go to school. So I guess he had an excuse for being ignorant, right? But he wasn't ignorant. He taught himself to read and write and used his words that he taught himself to advance the cause of liberty. Notice it doesn't say of black people. Notice it doesn't say of poor people. To advance the cause of liberty because that helps everybody. Black people, poor people, white people, yellow people, pink people. This quote, the life of the nation is secure only while the nation is honest, truthful, and virtuous, comes from a speech Douglas gave to commemorate the 23rd anniversary of the D.C. Emancipation Act, which freed enslaved people in America's capital. References how the country was nearly torn apart during the Civil War amid the scourge of slavery before that destructive force was abolished with the 13th Amendment in 1865. Douglas preached, listen, the wisdom in rejecting division. Here's a black man who lived during slavery who taught himself. Douglas preached the wisdom 
in rejecting division in order to ensure a healthier nation built upon one country, one citizenship, one liberty for all people. Soft bigotry of low expectations is not expecting disadvantaged people or minorities to meet the same standard of behavior achievement set for most people. It's called soft bigotry because it's a more subtle and subconscious form of prejudice. I will confront another form of bias, the soft bigotry of low expectations. George Bush, I'll never forget this comment. He said, my friend Phyllis Hunter, Houston, Texas, she was calling about the new civil rights bill. She said, equality in our country will remain a distant dream until every child of every background learns so that he or she may strive and rise in this world. No child in America should be segregated by low expectations, imprisoned by illiteracy, abandoned to frustrations, and the darkness of self-doubt. And what it shows up is this. Oh, you're black. It's okay if you get a D. I understand that your socioeconomic status is such that it's hard to study and understand and get better grades. I understand you can't get an ID and you have no car and you probably like a lot of crime. So I love you. So I'll let you pass with a lower grade and I won't arrest you and I won't hold you any standards and we won't bother you to spend additional resources on you to get your grades as high as they could be. Soft bigotry of low expectations. And as a leader, you got to ask yourself this question. How's that working for us? I am black. After these commercial messages, let's break down the pyramid of success. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I'm here so that you and I can not just be successful, but that we can be significant. Because that's truly what matters. Because there's a good book out there with some good news, and it says this. It's appointed for man to die one time. And then comes the judgment. And each one of us will be held account for our life. Just read Genesis 7 when uh, Noah and his seven compadres landed back on dry earth. God made a covenant. Remember the rainbow. You might want to remind yourself what that covenant was. Because a lot of people think the covenant was just about not destroying the earth ever again with a flood. The next time it's going to melt by fire. It's pretty clear. Read Revelation 21 and 22. See it? You got to realize what's going on. It's about significance. Success is still about us. But significance is about others, about your impact. And I love Ralph Waldo Emerson's definition of success because I'm going to tell you right now, you have to get to the level of success, whatever that means to you. And that don't, don't tell me no because you think it means money or fame or whatever. It doesn't. Success is self-defined. Success is dependent upon you, who you are, whose you are, why are you here, where are you going. Success has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with fame, has nothing to do with how tall you are or how well endowed God It has nothing to do with what country you live in, what country you're born in, what country uh, you want to move to. It has nothing to do with what the skin color on your skin is or what the blood in your veins is. It has to do with who you are and why you're here and whose you are. It has to do with your worldview. It has to do with your map of reality. That's why you keep hearing these words. It has to do with the standard. Have you been called out? That's what your standard is. What have you been called out to do? In what way? And to whose glory? And to whose honor? And for what purpose? When was the last time you asked these questions? But you're so busy. Because the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. All those jobs, all those ball games, all those ESPN channels, all those network marketings, all those side incomes, all those Netflix streaming stuff, all those shows you got to watch. 
Success. To laugh often and love much. To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children. To earn the approbation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty. To find the best in others. To leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or redeemed social condition. To have laughed and played with enthusiasm and sung with exaltation. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. And the reason I like Ralph Waldo Emerson's definition is because it's really significance. Did you get the last part? See, when I read that last sentence in class, so right after my class has just finished all their activities, we're doing the wrap-up, I stand before them very emotional. I plant myself in a power base. I have my booming godlike voice. And I read it slow like I just did. And I make sure I make solid eye contact with each person. And I hold my finger up in the number one position as I look at the eye and I slowly read the last line. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. That's what this is about. And when you lower the bar, when you have soft bigotry of low expectations, and remember the word bigotry, because a lot of people don't know what words mean, obstinate or unreasonable attachment to a belief, opinion, or faction, in particular, prejudice, another prejudge, making a decision before you have any data based on your past, that's what prejudice is, Prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group, right? I mean, that would never happen, would it? Would never happen, right? We're going to do that. So let me show you in today's paper. James Carville calls GOP voters, so 60 million of us, 70 million of us, James Carville calls GOP voters very low-quality people, claims Christians, or James Walker isn't a Christian. He ripped in to claim that evangelical Christians are not Christians. Matter of fact, he says we're not Christians. And who, who better to tell us than a child of the devil, right? Beelzebub's son. Who better to tell uh, uh, Yahweh's son that he's not one of his, right? I mean, he went off telling that we shouldn't even have the right to vote. Did you hear that? Could you imagine that stupid voters, he called us stupid he smeared Republican primary voters as stupid and called all Republican voters very low quality and said they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Now, let me tell you, you talk about the bigotry of low expectations. Nothing happens to these people when they say this stuff. Nothing. Look at today's media. Look at today's stories. Ready? Democrats Nadler, Schumer, Omar, Presley, Dodge, Fox News question on America's crime crisis. Crime is out of control. In Philly, they've doubled the amount of carjackings. Over a thousand never had that. And no Democrats will talk about it at all. But you guys keep voting them. How about this one? Do you hear this one? NYU decision to fire acclaimed professor amid poor grades angers parents. Again, soft 
bigotry of low expectations. Like New York thing. University, New York University's firing of Professor Maitland Jones Jr. following student complaints about poor grades has lit a fuse under parents who say the lowering of academic standards in U.S. schools is doing students no favor. No, no favors. Ready for this? Listen to this. Jones, an award-winning professor of organic chemistry, not my cup of tea, way too hard, taught for four decades. Where? Princeton. Forty years at Princeton, one of the top universities. And then he goes to NYU. Yeah, so Princeton's university dean of faculty credited him with pioneering a new way of teaching that emphasized problem-based learning over lecture, memorized regurgitation of facts. But last May, 82 of Jones' 350 students signed a petition against him, arguing that course was too hard and blaming Jones for their poor test scores. Can you believe that? You like discipline. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, let me tell you, about, let me show you from Axios Dallas, today's news. Pandemic effects. Ready for this? This is Texas. About 46,000 Texas students from grades 7 to 12 dropped out in the one year, 2020 to 2021, a 34% increase from 2018. Why it matters. Increased dropout rates are another example of how the pandemic has disrupted kids' lives. In Texas, the dropout rate among high schoolers before the pandemic was 1.9%. And then two years ago, this is two years ago, it rose to 2.7. It's continuing to rise. The big picture, nationwide, the country's public school system lost more than, ready for this, 1.3 million students. The dropouts are linked to the pandemic and glitchy transition. Nearly 14,000 North Texas students from graduates 7 to 12 dropped out in that same year. Isn't it incredible? We are falling apart, people. What is this bigotry of soft... Uh, of low expectations, soft bigotry. Here's an email I got. There's been a lot of things called Homecoming 2022. This is from uh, this is from Minnesota, by the way, Farmington, Minnesota. So some of you know this better than I do. Laura Wagner, assistant principal. Isn't that great? Farmington High School. And by the way, she wants you to know that her pronouns are she, hers, and her. She wants you to know her pronouns. These are people indoctrinating our kids. So Laura Wagner, here goes Homecoming. Hi, team. I chatted with Tiffany Fearing about homecoming a bit and wanted to talk a bit about what our presence looks like at the parade and coronation as we switch to royalty instead of king and queen, right? Because it can be two girls or two guys because we want to be all inclusive, right? Per usual, we have some keyboard warriors, see, so people like me who don't are complaining, who are making Tiffany concerned about student well-being. I think her concerns are valid. And I want to make sure we are showing up for her and our students. So, ready for this? Here's the sentence. This would be a great time to use your straight, white privilege to reassure and support students and staff in doing what they believe. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Bigotry of low expectations or soft bigotry of low expectations or that passive-aggressive bigotry is, regardless of the adjectivity uh, used bigotry, sorry, regardless of the adjective used bigotry, sorry. As some previous, this is from Encore.com. This is from a guy's response, Charles Hunslinger. And he said this, as some previous answers to this question suggest that such a tactic is employed with regard to race and the notion that Americans or African or Latin descent are not quite up to par when it comes to intellectual achievements. So there is less of a demand or expectation for these people to achieve. 
This educational social philosophy simply reinforces the stereotype and racism, and most importantly, provides that excuse for that child not to learn and for that teacher to be less and less qualified to teach as fewer and fewer demands or expectations are placed upon the teacher and administration. Such people then enter society eager to experience and expecting that same soft road they experienced in high school, and society suffers because if that same soft road does not exist, the employer then is a racist. See, this is the problem. When you can blame everybody else for your poor performance, you never have to work on yourself. See, this is what John Wooden's pyramid of success is. And I'm going to share some words with you, words that we don't use anymore. But these are the foundation of, uh, of experience. These are the foundation of success. And these are the antithesis of the soft bigotry of low expectations. So after the break, let's hear from Mr. Wooden himself. I'm blessed. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. 
If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pygmalion Effect. It's the Pygmalion Effect. Our expectations influence other people's performance. You got to realize what we're doing here. And by the way, yes, I do have a class next week. Uh, I had someone text me a class. We will be in Las Vegas next week. So if you are looking to change your life, if you're ready to take it to the next level, if you want more, more out of yourself, more out of life, if you want to get out of the funk you're in, if you want to clean up some stinking thinking, resuscitate that heart, clear, then you need to go to likeitmatters.net. I'll be in Vegas next week. I got, uh, I think, 11 or 12 people in the class. Always fit more. Uh, Go to likeitmatters.net in November 10th through 12th in Dallas-Fort Worth, and then we end the year in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, and uh, December 1 through 3, and then we're uh, going to take a few weeks off uh, and celebrate the, the Lord and His coming. Uh, so go to likeitmatters.net. Today we're talking about the soft bigotry of low expectations. And we're going to the antithesis. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to realize that iron sharpens iron, and that we learn in the fire that there are three parts of the smelting process. There's dross. Dross is something that is foreign matter. It's a waste. And then there's precious, which is you and I. Great value, gold, silver, precious metals. It's you and I. And then there's flux. And flux is something that causes the melting to take place, which promotes the breaking apart of that which is great, from that which is invaluable or non-valuable, I should say. See, that's what before, see, adversity used to be the road to success. Now it's the road to victimhood. And nobody, I wonder if any of the NBA players today, today, a bunch of millionaire victims, would ever be allowed to play on a John Wooden team. Because I don't believe John Wooden would allow you to be a victim. It's just not part of his pyramid of success. Nowhere in the pyramid of success did I see victim. See, the pyramid of success is a framework of successful behavior. See, it's a behavior. That means you have a choice. See, it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. That's why the logical level is so important. Remember, from the top down, I did it from the bottom up in segment two. Now I'm going to do it from the top down. It is spirit. It is identity. It is uh, beliefs and values. It is capabilities. It is behavior, and it is environment. And the ones on the bottom are easiest to change. The ones on the top are hardest to change. Change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. Einstein said it best. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. I never made sense of what his words meant until I met Dr. Robert Diltz and his logical levels. So if I want to make a change... In my belief systems, I must go to my identity. If I want to make a change in my identity, I must go to the level above that, which is spirit. And this is why there's nothing above the spirit. This is why if you haven't decided and figured out your God, because everybody has a God and every God demands a sacrifice. If you haven't figured out who you're sacrificing your life to, because we all exchange our time for money. It's called a job. You have so much time on this planet. 
And just like anybody else that invests in somebody, they expect a return on their investment. So does God. Success is a peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to become the best you were capable of becoming. That is success. And we cannot do that apart from God. But even if you did apart from God, how close can you be to the person that you were created to be without a connection to the person who created you? See, the pyramid of success is a framework of successful behavior. It's developed by Coach Wooden, who used the pyramid to train and develop the UCLA men's basketball team that won 10 NCAA championships in 12 years. If you haven't figured it out yet, Coach Wooden was also a man of God. And Coach Herrick, who I got a chance to meet, uh, who I became friends with, also emulated his boss, his mentor, and was a child of God. See, in Coach Wooden's world, the pyramid of success is the way. The how, the system, which includes all aspects of one's personality, need to be successful. Now, the base of the pyramid, this is what you got to get. At the base of the pyramid, I'm going to get this for you, what we call a foundation, right? And you understand the importance of the foundation. There are words, ready for these words? Words we don't use anymore. Like the word industriousness. That's probably, a, that's probably a, a racist word probably today. Industriousness. It means hard work. Friendship. Loyalty. We're not loyal to anybody unless they do everything we say all the time we want to. Cooperation. Right? You'll meet me and my demands. You'll come, you know, do you see what I'm saying? And enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. It's from the Greek word meaning enthus. It means of the spirit. Now, John uh, uh, Wooden called these the foundation. Remember the foundation solid. Without a solid foundation, everything crumbles. The bigger the structure, the more time you got to spend in the dirt. In other words, the bigger the building, the bigger the structure, the more time you need to spend on the foundation. If you're building a single-dwelling home, you spend a lot less time in the dirt working on the foundation than if you're building a 30-foot skyscraper. You got my point? So industriousness. No substitute for hard work. It's called working hard. Everybody's looking for an easy way out. If you're looking for easy, go to Staples. It's a button. It's made in China with lead paint. Costs about 12 bucks with Biden's inflation. Used to be eight. Worthwhile results come from hard work and careful planning. And if we don't get success fast enough, we're not happy. Friendship, mutual esteem, respect, devotion. Words that we don't understand. We get devoted to ourselves. We don't respect anything but who we, what we want to be respected. We must not take for granted. Friendship, loyalty, no man is an island, a rock unto himself. We're all created for a relationship, vertical and horizontal. Loyalty to yourself, to your calling, to your country, to your God, self-respect. And then he says cooperation with all levels of your co-workers, your team members, family. Listen if you want to be heard. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Actually be interested in someone else instead of yourself. Enthusiasm. It's interesting how they define it. Brushes off upon those with whom you come in contact. It's a contagion. Don't you get it? That enthusiasm makes it enjoyable. When people get excited, they buy stuff. Remember, selling is nothing more than gaining agreement for someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God, whatever it is you're selling. Now, John Wooden called industriousness, enthusiasm, cornerstones. Those are, they take the majority of the weight. You got to have a solid cornerstone. Now, the second tier, ready for this? Self-control, alertness, initiative, intentness. Wow. 
self-control, practicing self-discipline, unheard of. Keeping your emotions under control, emotional intelligence, unheard of. Good judgment, common sense. Where are they today? Alertness. Be observing constantly. Aware of being unaware. That's what I teach people. We miss most in life. Be eager to learn. Be eager to get better. Initiative. Cultivate the ability to make decisions and think alone. Do not be afraid of failure. Fail forward. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Hit again. A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble to ruin. Intentness. Be a man of purpose. A woman of purpose. Set realistic goals. Concentrate on achievement. Resist the temptation. Determine. Persistent. Remember those words? Now in the heart of the pyramid, condition, skill, team spirit, mental, moral, physical, spiritual, exercise, diet, prayer time, fasting time. Are you taking care of all three components? Remember, you're a three-part being. You have a body, you have a mind, and you have a spirit. Are you taking care of all those three? And all your roles, are you a father or mother? Are you a brother or sister? Skill, get good at what you're doing, work on it. The best way to get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Team spirit, an eagerness to sacrifice personal interests of glory for the welfare of others. And then nearing the peak is poise and confidence. Just being yourself, being at ease in your skin, knowing who you are and why you're here. Confidence, respect without fear. Isn't that great? That's what confidence is. It comes from being well-prepared. And then the pinnacle is competitive greatness. Be at your best when your best is needed. And then you could talk about mortar and other words. But, but see, don't you get it here? This is what the whole thing's about. It's having values. You know, and, and the faith and patience. Ambition, adaptability, resourcefulness, fight, determined effort, integrity, purity of intention, reliability creates respect, honesty in thoughts and actions, sincerity with your friends. What great words. That's the foundation. We don't just get significant. We don't fall into significance. It's planning. It's preparation. It's belief system. It's getting people to encourage you, to assist you. It's using outside resources. That's what I am. This radio show daily. You can listen anywhere in the world live by going to freedom1570.com. I do a daily scriptural text. Go to wayofwarrior.blog and you can sign up for it. And go to likeitmatters.net. So I can help you maximize the potentials you were created with. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.